Life Audio. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We want families to come here and gain insightful strategies that empower them to successfully teach diverse learners at home. Hosted by founder and CEO of SPED Homeschool, Peggy Ployer. Our goal is that these powerful weekly conversations will boost your confidence to cultivate the best at-home learning environment for your student. For more homeschool resources, go to spedhomeschool.com. You're listening to Empowering Homeschool Conversations with Peggy Ployer. We'll start the conversation with Peggy and her guests next. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by SPED Homeschool, a nonprofit that empowers families to home educate diverse learners. To learn more, visit spedhomeschool.com. Here's Peggy Ployer. Today, we are going to learn how to use neurodevelopmental strategies to help your students reach educational goals with special guest, Dr. Jan Vidal. Welcome, Jan. Hey, Peggy. Good to see you again. Yes, it's good to have you back on the show. Um, we had planned this this uh, conversation a while ago, and um, we had to reschedule. And so I am glad that we finally found time for this because it is one of those topics that um, that parents are always looking for different strategies. And neurodevelopmental strategies just... Th- they warm my heart when I, I, when I hear you talk about them because mm-hmm. um, they're they're just so practical and and they really meet the need of the students. So if you're just joining us, and um, I know this wasn't on our typical um, schedule um, for for a Tuesday um, broadcast, this is an extra one this week. But I just encourage you to stay here, join us, um, share this broadcast with other people if you're you're watching live and I see people are popping on right now. Um, we would love for you to be part of this conversation. And, um, and Jan has so much wisdom to share. I promise you it is worth your hour. So, um, but, but yeah, and 
And so if you're watching and you wanted to join our conversation, put your questions or comments in the feed, whether you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, and we would love to have you join this conversation with us. So Jan, as we are getting started, maybe some of our viewers don't know you, um, but I would love for them to get to know you. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background, your homeschooling background, your professional background, and, um, and just why you're so passionate about this topic? Okay, well, that's that's quite the story. It's been uh, thirty years. Wow, <laughs> this, year, this year since I started my neurodevelopmental journey of mm. homeschooling my child. But uh, previous to that, five years before that, God showed me um, homeschooling. I was a certified teacher, but had no mm. idea about homeschooling. And uh, found out later that it had just barely become legal when I found it. <laughs> so that, that dates me pretty good. Mm, um, yeah. But uh, I started homeschooling with the traditional approach because um, that's all I knew. Right. And yeah. I was homeschooling my um, very atypical, challenged uh, daughter. Mm. And I, you know, I had both into the spectrum basically when wow. we started. And um, after about five years of traditionally doing everything I knew to do, mm-hmm. I had just about given up because wow. I didn't know what else to do. We weren't getting very, very far. Um, reading was very mm. low. Her IQ was low too. So that was a, a big challenge, but um, yeah, and I'm sure a lot of these parents that are listening can, can relate to that. And so yeah. I'm so glad that you have a story that, that goes beyond that. So, yeah. So how did this all change? <laughs> so, well, um, we were changing churches and uh, God kept saying, go over there to that church. And it was like, <laughs> but it's 30 minutes away. You know, oh. <laughs> I kept arguing. But I was obedient, praise the Lord. And that's mm. where I found out about the neurodevelopmental approach. And it just changed wow. everything for her. And at mm. that point, I had been looking, I mean, she was 15 years old, so I had been yeah. looking a long time for help mm. for her, and it mm-hmm. made such a difference that um, it, it was basically like God said, okay, other people are going to be looking for help, and I want to use you to, to tell them. So yeah. that's basically oh, what so I've been good. doing ever since, and now I have the opportunity to not only have homeschool my children, but help with my grandchildren. Oh, that is yeah. such a blessing. I wow. didn't know if you knew about that. We're a multi-generational home, so mm. uh, we're we're all together, and uh, so I get to help with their homeschool as well. In fact, mm. I remember thinking, because my daughter was pregnant with some of the curriculum that I was creating, mm. and it was such a struggle to get through that, that I thought, if my grand, that's what kept me going is my grandchild might benefit from this one day oh <laughs> and we're actually used to it with all three of them so yeah, oh, that's, that's, a bit, cool. that's a bit of my beginning <laughs> yeah whatever we need to motivate us right <laughs> exactly I, ha- I had to get through it but it was it was oh. a bit of a challenge well, that's awesome. And and just that, you know, your story just keeps continuing as you're obedient and, and just following what the next steps are. And I'm going to put your, your website up here. It's brainsprints.com. If you um, want to check that out, we'll talk some more about at the end about um, specific resources that Jan has. But, um, but yeah, that's 
just a plethora of resources and and help for for families just in in various struggles and then you know the struggle and so um and so what a place to come from to share i mean that's what we do here at sped homeschool too i would not have created sped homeschool if i would not have had the struggle so i think um it's encouragement for our families you know we do go through struggles but they have a purpose and if we keep pressing through and through them and and develop that endurance what comes out of them it mm-hmm. can be amazing if you just allow god to work through you in that yes. um, so great encouragement so so yeah um so it just you know i can tell that this just spurs you on and keeps you going um <laughs> and and you know I, i'm sure you just have to think back to those struggles when you're we're meeting with families and that just gives you the the energy that you need um, to just um, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, it really does uh, keep me going when I hear, you know, after four months, this has changed and that's changed and they're doing better here and they're doing better there. And so that really does keep me going for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So what exactly are neurodevelopmental strategies? Because I'm sure some of our parents have never heard of that before. Mm-hmm. And and so that's um, kind of where I would love to start is just what are we, you know, what is this we're talking about in general? Well, um, just to give you a little background on, on neurodevelopment and the approach is more at trying to find the root cause of the struggle instead mm. of just using strategies. But one of the things that we really depend on and encourage families is something called the three keys to learning. Mm. And that is frequency, intensity, and duration. So yes. fre- frequency is like how often they hear something or are Mm. presented with the same information intensity is how strong it is like Mm. if you were uh, going to teach history but you didn't like history (laughs) it wouldn't be very intense for your for your learner because yes okay the first president was Uh (laughs) it would be kind of la 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 so if you're going to teach history and your child say loves horses for instance Hmm. you might teach history through you know the horses used in chariots and the horses used in the Oregon Trail and Hmm. you know those kinds of things that really spur their interest so intensity has a number of different ways that you get that intensity Hmm. Uh, one is through interest Mm -hmm. and the other is through time you know ten, yeah. we tend to spend a lot of time uh, like mimicking a, a public school when we don't need to as homeschoolers mm. you know mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. uh, as far as how much time you spend you don't need an hour for math you need to yes. uh, spend 10 minutes and not leave them alone mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it would make it a lot more intense if you did a problem and they did a problem. So mm-hmm. that goes back to the frequency, how often they see it done correctly. Right. And then the intensity that keeps their interest there mm-hmm. as you show them one. And then you're right there to mm-hmm. uh, make sure they don't make a mistake. 
Right. You know, it really gets very unintense when they've been sitting there for 30 minutes mm-hmm. and their attention is gone and they've done a bunch of problems wrong. And then they give it yes. to you and you go, mm-hmm. oh, you know, oh, my gosh. And then what mm-hmm. usually is the intensity on that page? It's like. This one's wrong, this one's wrong, this one's wrong. Oh, yes. The the way we don't want the intensity to, to make an impact. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. After a word from our sponsor, we'll dive back into this conversation. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of the Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of the Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by Sped Homeschool. Go to spedhomeschool.com to get resources and support for teaching your unique learner at home. This strategy, these kind of neurodevelopmental strategies are 
putting input into the brain Mm. instead of always asking for output. Most of our curriculum are very much output-based. And Mm -hmm. so you're asking all the time. It's almost like, right? and it really is, you're testing them. When you ask Mm. them, it's a test. Yeah. So if you change it around and and give them input, 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 and mm-hmm. then ask them, right? Then their chances of success are ho- a whole lot better. They right. feel good about themselves, mm-hmm. and they've really gotten the information they need to do good. What we call output, which is writing mm-hmm. something down or giving you an answer. Mm-hmm. So, yes. um, so frequency is how often, intense is how strong the information comes in. Mm-hmm. And then duration is short periods of time, but over time. Right. So one of the strategies we use in um, our, our product that's for math facts, it's called rapid recall, because mm-hmm. that's what you want is rapid right. recall. Uh, is where the child sees and hears and says and writes five math facts 14 times in a day. Hmm. And you go, oh, my goodness, (laughs) how long does that take? Well, it really only takes six minutes because you're inputting it. Mm -hmm. And only two of those outputs are where there are two of those times of the 14 are output. So right. after uh, 60 exposures of the correct information, mm-hmm. that frequency, intensity, and duration, you know, one minute here, two minutes here, one minute here, two minutes here, right. then it starts to come out on those speed drills that we mm. notoriously put in front of our children right. and say, do this faster. <laughs> right. But we, we've never equipped them to do it faster. And exactly. Yes. So. So that's kind of, you know, in a nutshell, the the uh, one of the main strategies for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if we um, if we get the brain organized through uh, movement, and mm. we get the brain processing right. better, that's their short term memory. Mm-hmm. And then we make sure that that information is going to the right part of their brain so that they can get it back out. Yeah, those are the fundamental building blocks of neurodevelopment. Mm. But you know, more of the strategy is what we were talking about with the three keys to learning, right? So, yeah. if you're you're at home and you go, I'm just so frustrated with this with this phonics program, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've tried three different phonics programs and it's just not working. <laughs> yes. Then, you have to look at, oh, maybe it's not the curriculum that's the problem, hmm. right? It's how the brain is using that information. I mean, my right. daughter, could, could she, I taught her with the writing road to reading. That's that's way back hmm. there where many, yeah. many other things are based on that. I think Barton is based on that and hmm. a number of other phonics programs. But there were 70 phonograms. She knew the sound of every one. You could hold it up, mm-hmm. and she knew it. But she could not hold those pieces together of several right. different phonograms to mm. get the word out. Right, yeah. And that was because mm-hmm. her processing was so low. Yeah, yeah. So you're going back to the root, like you were talking about with these, this 
methodology or, you know, just the approach gives you versus, yeah, trying to change up the curriculum or, or make that different. So, so that makes a lot of sense, you know, why these strategies or approach works for students who have those struggles. And we, we keep saying, well, I'm going to put it back on their IEP, you know, or, you know, the individual education plan that we have this year. This is our goal to meet this. And we just put a new curriculum in place instead of changing the approach as to how we do it, thinking that the curriculum will somehow magically change mm-hmm. <laughs> what's going on underneath. Yeah, and so many children with special needs have this low processing challenge. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say 99% of the kids I see with ADD have it. And with any um, mm-hmm. delays, developmental delays, yeah. they they always have this low processing ability. But the good news is there's something you can do about it. You can yeah. test and find out where they are. Mm-hmm. And then using those keys of frequency, intensity, and duration twice a day for two minutes, you work on this processing mm-hmm. with an intense, you know, listening time that's got lots yeah. of rewards. Mm-hmm. And then their processing starts to come up. So after, yeah. I don't know, it was it, it was probably close to a year that um, we changed our reading strategy. Her Her reading mm-hmm. came up. And then um, her processing also came up to where she could use Hmm. phonics for words that she didn't know, you know, just by sight. Yeah, that's a great testimony of your daughter and and just how that helped her. Yeah, it's just it was just amazing how uh, the difference, because I was just basically like um, pretty much everybody in the homeschool movement, it's like phonics is the way to teach reading. So Mm -hmm. you have to use phonics. But what I found was phonics was not working for her. So if phonics isn't working, you have to change. You can't just keep, you know, we've done phonics for five years. (laughs) Five years. So something's going on. Yeah. And she still wasn't reading. I was tenacious, you know. (laughs) <laughs> but she could not hold those pieces together. So the getting to the root of why the mm. challenge is, you know, is is right. a big thing. Yeah. One yeah. of the things I guess I, I also wanted to share is, you know, if the child is having trouble reading, you not only mm. look at the processing where they're holding pieces together, but what's going on with their eyes? You know, are their yes. eyes tracking the mm-hmm. way they should? Or are mm-hmm. they kind of jumping along the way so it's giving confusing information to the brain? Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, we we look at that. You know, is there is their central detail vision working well? You know, can they see right in the center, or is that developmental issue um, mm-hmm. something that's plaguing them in right. their reading? Uh, some people that see this um, symptom, they go, you know, they skip little words. It's just a little word. It's an A mm. or a B. <laughs> and they just skip right over it. Well, right. if your central vision isn't working, it could mm. be that, that they didn't even see it. That's why they skipped over it. Got it. Yeah. So, so that's what we're things. talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's great. Um we have one of our viewers watching live, LaKendra. She said, thank you for the tip on intensity. Um, yeah, 
it's not, I mean, even people that are educated, you know, as teachers and are in the schools don't learn a lot of these things that you're talking about. And so mm-hmm. I think we feel sometimes ill-equipped as, as parents teaching our own children at home. But, you know, conversations like this with, mm-hmm. with experts like Jan, um, this is what's equipping you to, um, to teach well, especially for those struggling students that um, we focus on in the show. And, um, such good advice, Jan. You know, it is those those things that we miss. I remember my daughter telling me after we used an online math program for a year, Mom, can't you just sit with me? And it really rung in my ear when you talked about that, just sitting with them, increasing that intensity. She wanted that intensity to increase. And I never really connected those two till you said that um, because it really helped her focus better. Instead of just watching somebody on the screen teaching math, it was that physical presence of somebody there going back and forth with her. And, and I learned that tip from you years ago about the, the doing the problems for them and with them. And um, I think that's, that was what was impactful for her. Yeah. Even through, uh, you know, if you're teaching your typical kids uh, algebra, that mm-hmm. that rule also applies. And the the interesting thing is that so many people go, you know, they just panic when you say sit with them because they've mm-hmm. got this to do and that to do and something else to take care of and a baby doing right. this and, you know, yeah. <laughs> all of that. But if you really stop to think about it, if you're mm-hmm. there with your child for 10 minutes and you're right. making sure they did not make a mistake, how much time are you saving in reteaching Having them have a bad attitude Mm -hmm. about doing it. Oh, I just can't do it. Or, you know, they they think badly of themselves and they spend all this time in negative emotions. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Instead of just getting through their math and and, and having a high five at the end and going, Mm -hmm. whoa, you did so good. So it really saves you time in the long run if you if you really stop to think about it. Yes, exactly. And catching them up with, you know, the mistakes that they've made. And um, I would just get learning something wrong. It takes so much more time to, to correct what and unlearn what was just learned the wrong way. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah we mm-hmm. don't want them. We don't want them to make a mistake uh, in their math facts because that cements it in the wrong, wrong way mm-hmm. or uh, their math operations either. Right. So, and, and the same thing applies to reading. You know, so many mm-hmm. of the children are having a struggle reading, but uh, we found with a flash method of, mm-hmm. again, we're using that frequency, intensity, and duration. You've got 12 cards. You're showing it to them three times, mm-hmm. playing a little game at the end, say, right. show, me, show me this, show me that. And it, it takes about a minute to do that. Mm-hmm. You yeah. do that twice a day, and those words are really going to be cemented wow. in their in their mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've talked a little bit about um, the, the the some of the reading, you know, just with with phonics and some math with the math facts. Um, what are some other subject specific like strategies using this neurodevelopmental um, type of lens um, approach that that parents could really, you know, make applicable for a student that struggles in specific areas? 
Uh, okay, so one of the things that we like to do um, with this same frequency, intensity, and duration mm-hmm. is make a recording of the important facts. But just, mm-hmm. you're not reading to them mm-hmm. on the recording. You're saying, let's say you're studying Columbus. You'll you The recording would say, Columbus sailed in 19, uh, 1492. He had three ships, the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria. Hmm. He was named the Admiral of the Ocean Sea. You know, just little, uh, what I would call bits or bites of Mm -hmm. of history. And then if you show them on a timeline where Columbus was, how did that relate Mm. to when Jesus came? How did that relate to when the pioneers are here? You know, Mm -hmm. um, when when I was in school, I hated history. It was just Mm -hmm. so yucky. Same here. Yes. (laughs) Dates and and the, but but it came alive when I started homeschooling. Yes, because yes. I found you know God's providence in that. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. he he really planned these things, and it's mm. his story and right. how they relate to uh, different things, like mm-hmm. how the scientific age when uh, after the Bible was in English. So it's like mm-hmm. wisdom brought all of this inventions. So it's mm, very, wow. uh, very important, I think, to make those connections for them. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, Jesus absolutely around the Roman times. Instead of just teaching mm-hmm. about Rome, you, you relate it to something. And then mm. every year, if you go back to these key points, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe have nine or ten key points on your timeline and relate whatever you're studying to that. It really oh, that's helps. A great idea. Yeah. yeah you just yeah. you just keep expanding the knowledge for that. Mm-hmm. It's it's actually I found this um, from the principal approach. Hmm. And you don't hear a lot about that now because it's it's so labor intensive for, for the families <laughs> that mm. it, it didn't just rise to popularity, but right. it changed my life um, hmm. really at looking at history by having these key points like i said the bible in english and Mm -hmm. um, the pioneers and the patriots and Mm -hmm. um, moses in the law you know those key points that really change history Mm -hmm. so um again you can uh with history you want uh to teach around an interest Mm -hmm. as well as much as you can like i gave the um yeah like the horses. Um, the yeah. horses. Mm-hmm. And so that's one way to teach it. And then with science, you can do those same key points hmm. uh, on a recording. Or uh, there was something I used uh, years ago, and it didn't um, come full circle. But they just hmm. had little cards with key points of science on it. And they just went oh. over those um First, vocabulary words. Mm, so if you give yes. them kind of a basis of what to start with, vocabulary mm-hmm. words, and then build on that uh, through understanding, that's right. a, a really good way. You don't yeah, want to go think, through a big textbook. 
Right. I, I think that I, I felt that um, same thing with my kids is that when they we started a new subject or topic, that a lot of times the words in whatever textbook or workbook that we used, it was unfamiliar and it, it added so much anxiety to the mm. learning because they were struggling with what is this concept and that now I'm having to learn new material with these new words put in and and to sort of be purposeful about about teaching mm-hmm. those words I never even thought about that that yeah I love that tip so anything that you want to teach even if like say you have a child that's struggling with sentence sentence structure for instance mm. Um, or even a nonverbal child, you give them one word to start with, you mm-hmm. model it, you try to get a sound. Uh-huh. And then when you say, when they say, mm, you say, yes, mom. That's right, uh-huh. mm, mom. And then let's say they're not uh, nonverbal, but they just have very few words. Mm-hmm. So you give them the word. And they give it back to you, and then you give them a short phrase or a couplet. Oh, okay. Like brown bear, big brown bear. Mm. So you might show them a picture of a bear, and you say bear. And then you say brown bear. And then you say big brown bear. So you're just going from the, the minute to expanding a little bit at a time. Right. And you're modeling and you're, you're doing that input like you had talked about earlier instead of just expecting the output. Um, mm-hmm. But, but th- that's a whole different way of approaching that because we, we so much just want our kids to mimic and, and say exactly what we're saying and then increase it after they get the first part. But, but adding to that content before they're there just as a way to model that is mm-hmm. that's got to be so profound um, it, to help it them really works transition. well and <clears throat> so what you want to be thinking of is where's my child what's the next step mm. so they're here and they're functioning here but they're right. not going to go to the next step until you tell them what the next step is mm-hmm. or model mm-hmm. the next step right. that's what um, the teaching part is really all about right and and for homeschoolers you have such a a a gift because Mm. you're able to do that all through the day yeah when they're in the when they're in the bathtub you know Mm -hmm. soap soap makes bubbles (laughs) Mm -hmm. whatever uh event that you're doing then you can use that as a a platform for learning Ah. That's so cool. Yes. Um, so many just ways to build that in, in, in those conversations. And I know in the past, I've, I've even talked to guests that have said, we, we've stopped even talking to our kids as much. I mean, we have these devices on us and, um, but to be really purposeful and intentional about those moments that we have, those teaching moments and using them to model the behavior, the learning, the, the, even the, the goals of where we we want our child to be, um, either when we're sitting and doing school books, or you know, just in the car or wherever, um, the bathtub. <laughs> so yeah. those are great. So the one of the things I just wanted to mention that was hard for me because my child was 
pretty much nonverbal till she was three, and then mm. I couldn't get her to be quiet. <laughs> but um, it's so hard because we're used to communicating with each other that if you have a nonverbal mm. child, you often don't talk to them because yeah. they're not talking to you. They're not saying, mm. what's that? You know, those kind of things. So you have to really get your mind wrapped around mm. this, the input uh, part of this where you you have to talk to them. You have to take yes. the initiative. Mm, mm-hmm. And uh, so that's really important for those that have more severe issues like that. Yeah, because I think we, I mean, we're programmed to do a, you know, a response. You know, there's a question and response. And kids are, you know, typical kids are very good at asking questions. And that mm-hmm. that is why they learn so quickly is because they're so curious and they ask us so much Um, it makes us tired sometimes (laughs) but but you're right it's those those kids who are nonverbal who don't speak as much or who have speech issues that we don't understand everything and so we're not always inputting as much because either we don't understand the input that's needed or we just don't even think about the input that we should be giving right Right. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. just you just don't think about it until you're prompted by somebody saying something, and and it and it makes total sense once you mm. hear it. It's like, oh yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. not going to get more words if I don't give them any. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So so yes, yeah, so we that those are some some great things. Just um, strategies in general. Do you have any others that? Uh, for the for the subjects, I would just encourage uh, you not to <clears throat> fall into the trap of a big thick textbook, ah, and mm-hmm. do more do more units and like mm. bites of information, because you and I both know we went through school, we went mm. through those big textbooks, right? What, what did we take away? Not a whole lot. (laughs) Not a whole lot. Enough to pass the test, and then oftentimes it was gone. Right. (laughs) Especially in biology for me. Mm. Um, (laughs) So uh, that's what we want to think about. We don't want to think volume for a child that's struggling. Mm. We want to think, what are the key points that they need Mm. to know? And there's a series of books that actually does that. It's called um, What Your First Grader Needs to Know, What Your Second Grader Needs to Know Mm -hmm. by, um, I think it's E.D. Hirsch is the author. They've been around for a while, but they really do have um, brought it down to where it's not uh, a big voluminous information that they need. But just key mm. points for for literacy. You know, he was huh. he he was actually a professor that um, was appalled at what his freshmen were coming in with as far as knowledge. Mm. And so he wrote a book uh, called the Dictionary of Cultural Literacy, huh. and um, then he just started going down until he got to kindergarten. <laughs> wow! And so that's a that's a resource I use for my families a lot when, hmm. uh, when they, when they feel like they're, um, I call it gap panic. 
You know yes. what I mean by that? Oh, yes. Like, I know what you mean by that. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if I don't do this or that mm-hmm. or the other, the, you know, you just panic that they'll never get it or. Right. Um, yeah. It was like you've, you've hit this big void in space and you're getting sucked in. <laughs> <laughs> but with the, with this, you can be pretty assured that at, at each grade level, you're getting, you know, mm-hmm. the basic basic information in and then take off on their interests. That's the other thing that you can really do as a homeschooler is if they're struggling with reading um, and they're reading about the fourth grade level, there's a series of books that I love called the childhood of famous Americans. Mm. And so it has um, fictional biographies of these famous people but hmm. most of the book is what they did as a child. Oh, like, that's cool. So it's relational. They, it's they can relational. actually, instead of what an adult did that a child doesn't understand at all. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like about the last chapter is what they did as an adult that made them mm. be a famous person. But right. it's like childhood stories mm. of these famous people that, again, like you say, it makes them relatable. And um, reading those to them or or them reading them, I think it's about fourth grade, maybe third grade. Some of them Mm -hmm. are third grade. But, um, you know, if they're interested in baseball, they read about Babe Ruth. And Mm -hmm. they're interested in this, that, or the other. They read about that famous person. Or you bring those in as um, an an interest study for a certain period of history Mm -hmm. that you're Mm -hmm. learning. Right. So those those have been uh, very, very valuable. And I think it helps to put destiny in mm, yes. the children. Yes. Sometimes yes. the parents, um, you know, one, one of the things that I feel like that I'm, I'm supposed to do is help the parents not mourn over their child's future. Mm, you know, God yes. has a... God has a destiny for them. And mm-hmm. sometimes we get in that um, a little bit of a pity party realm of, oh, yeah, why me and mm-hmm. what's going to happen to my child and stuff. And and um, God wants us to let go of that kind of thing and just really yes. uh, press into him and, and know that mm-hmm. everybody's here for a purpose. So, right. Yes, absolutely. That's great advice and encouragement because we can get so down and so stuck. Um, like you're talking about those gaps that, um, they're, they, they tend to just like veer us off the road of, you know, the purpose that why we're homeschooling and why right. we have all, you know, we have all these advantages. There are some homeschoolers though that do have to write IEPs, um, individual education plans because of the laws in their state and they have specific goals. So I love the resource that you pointed out about what your child needs to know by, because I think you can take some of those and make those into, um, into goals that mm-hmm. are measurable and, um, within the, the IEP um, for your student. If you just go back, like Jan said, and say, where are we at? What have we learned? What haven't we learned? Um, that's a great strategy, again, for meeting those, those goals and, of course, building that foundation. Because as we know, if you don't have what the precursor is to what the child needs to know next, you, you need to go back. <laughs> Yes, and the skill, and just to to mention that, you know, we've got a lot of children these days um, being labeled as dysgraphic, 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, so instead of having another handwriting program or, you know, another uh, pencil grasp or whatever, you right. want to go back to what the root is. So mm-hmm. um, in our view, it's a poor connection, <clears throat> excuse me, poor connection from the brain to the fingers. I mean, I had this little boy one time. The story was he was 10 years old, really, really smart. But he came home one day and just threw himself on the couch and just Mm. was so upset because he couldn't function the way um, the teachers were asking him to function uh, as far as handwriting. Mm. And um, in his brilliance, he said to his mom, I don't know how I'm supposed to do that when my hand feels like fluff. Mm. Fluff, your hand feels like fluff. You know Mm -hmm. what that tells me is the pathway was not well to his hand uh, Mm. because how do you write a B with fluff? You know? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's important to build those pathways because you can... Mm do a writing curriculum all day long. I tried to teach my daughter um, to fold towels. And oh. I thought anybody could fold a towel, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just put the corners together. <laughs> well, she <laughs> could not fold a towel. It was wow. a mangled mess every time. Mm-hmm. So what I found out was that she didn't have good connections from her brain to her hands and didn't know mm-hmm. where she is in space. So how do you put those things together if you don't right. even know where you are in space? Yeah, but right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so a lot of people have heard of um, deep pressure, you know, where they press yes. mm-hmm. on their fingers. So each time you press on a finger, it sends a message to the brain. So oh. that message goes on a pathway. Mm. And the more you press the more mature that pathway gets. So you press on each finger really hard. You press Mm -hmm. on the arm because a lot of times the kids are hyposensitive. They don't feel deep pain enough. Mm -hmm. So you want to get to the source of pain by pressing on their arms, you know, press and release, press and release all the way Mm -hmm. to the shoulder and the fingers. Mm. And then over time, then uh, that function starts to come that huh. wasn't there just automatically, not with any wow. curriculum, not with a handwriting program, not mm. with a grip, but right. just the brain's ability to go, oh, there's no fluff there. There's fingers. Right. <laughs> I can yes. it this way. Wow. So that's, that's what we're talking about with neurodevelopment. And, mm. you know, we, we've got... Um, the IEPs, I understand the the um, need for individual educational plans. Mm-hmm. What we create for people are individual neurodevelopmental plans. Right. So yes. ours are meant to bring function, better function, mm-hmm. but we mm-hmm. give the activities just like the deep pressure, like we were just talking about, that yeah. makes the pathways that make that possible. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the difference in the neurodevelopmental approach is we're we're going to get to those um, educational goals through right. making the pathways um, better. 
Right. Yeah. So yeah, I know you've shared a lot of stories um, with us already. I would just love for you to share a couple more just as encouragement for our families of um, some struggles that you have seen in the past and just how these neurodevelopmental strategies, this approach has really helped um, a student overcome those um, through, through maybe some avenues that we aren't used to um, thinking of as an approach for (laughs) reaching that goal. Okay. Um, So one, one uh, story would be where a child was labeled ADD and I have many of these kind of stories, but just this Mm. specific one uh, was uh, somebody that had been on Ritalin for almost Mm. five years. And um, what we find with children with those labels is they typically have low auditory processing. And sometimes they have some sensory issues, too, that cause their attention to go off. Mm -hmm. But but um, by far, the auditory processing, that's your auditory short term memory. It affects so much. It affects the Mm -hmm. child globally. It affects their ability to stay on task, follow directions. You know, there's a lot of conflict in the home oftentimes because you didn't do what I told you to do. Right. (laughs) Well, you've got to make sure that your child is able to hold the pieces that you just Mm. gave out. You know, are they not able to do um, five things, but they're able to do two things, you know? So you want to give them two things until you get their processing up. But Mm. in the way, one of the ways I'd like to give um, a tool, if I can, on Mm -hmm. the Brain Sprints website, I think it's all the way down to the bottom. You can actually test your child's auditory processing. We have a free test kit there. Mm. And it will also teach you how to do visual processing. But auditory is so key to these these, um, strengths of like being able to stay on on task and see yeah. the picture of mm-hmm. of a situation so you're not impulsive and doing things that you know yeah. you really shouldn't be doing if you saw the big picture mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. acting more immature and uh socially doing things that um you know, you wouldn't see in that age child typically. Right. So um this is one of the real keys to the neurodevelopment that I think is Mm. so life-changing because like um, Aaron didn't necessarily just do the processing. He did the whole, the whole program, you know, he did Mm -hmm. some movement to help organize his brain and um, he uh, had to change his eye dominance because he was storing Mm. information in the wrong place. Uh, So it was a, it was a global program for him, but mm-hmm. in nine months, he wasn't taking any medication anymore. Wow. So that was really huge for that family because mm-hmm. he had, um, you know, at puberty, things changed a lot and he started having hallucinations mm-hmm. on that medication. So it was really um, a godsend to be able to get off the off the medication. Some children really need it and some need it for a time. But once we get Mm. their um, brain working more efficiently, then Mm. oftentimes they can get off of it. Wow. And then 
you know, just yeah. to go, yeah, it's, it really is, it really is huge. Um, just to go on the other spectrum, yeah. I had uh, a homeschool mom, his son wanted to go to college mm-hmm. and he had scored a 14 on his ACT. You can't go to college with a 14. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, she was asking if there was anything that uh, would help. And right. he just did our basic foundations program that had mm-hmm. lower level brain organization um, working on his processing and things like that. And um, he did that for three and a half months. And then he was able to, uh, he had to take the test again. So he didn't have mm-hmm. any longer to, to um, yeah. program. And he scored a 20. Wow. So he went from a 14 to a 20 and mm. it opened his dream of being able to go to college. But you know, there's nothing you can really study for or um, right. that kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. just like he had the information, but now he was able to utilize it. Right. We, mm-hmm. we, we call it more of an efficient brain. Mm. That's you know, a great way it, to, yeah. It wasn't working very efficiently mm-hmm. before. And um, so it's things like that and everything in between. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we help families that have children with syndromes and, you know, mm. autism and that kind of thing. But we also um, really can help the learner that's struggling, that the mom's going, this child is so intelligent in everything else he does. But he can't read. Right. <laughs> or, yes. You know, mm-hmm. So we help find the root of that and, and help equip the parents on what to do. And you, you know, that um, being in this work and having homeschooled children mm-hmm. with struggles, that home is the very best place yes, for yes, absolutely. children to be. Mm-hmm. So just, but, but if the parents are equipped with really good resources to help yeah. change the brain, Mm-hmm. They make progress even faster. Is exactly. been my experience. So mm-hmm. that's that's. Um, I don't know. I guess that really does keep me going. I had yeah. um, had one mom that um, I think the child was sixteen, and she mm. was having to sit with her all day for every class. Wow. To go through this. And this is a child with just typical intelligence. Hmm. But she was so locked up in her efficiency. I, I, called, hmm. I, I call it kind of like you have a new, uh, brand new computer. It's got all the bells and whistles. Uh-huh. But it's, it's plugged into dial-up internet. <laughs> right. <laughs> so how is it going to work hmm. versus how will it work if you put it on high-speed internet? Yes. It didn't have anything to do with the brain. It was really smart, mm-hmm. but right. uh, then it, it's just those connections and those mm-hmm. pathways working right. A great and that's visual. What, yeah. yeah, I want. I want to give this quick little thing because I see so yes. many children with with challenges to their um, self esteem. You know, they mm-hmm. just think oh, they're yes. not smart. Um. I mean, I've had some hit themselves in the forehead and say, dum, 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 or, oh, you know, so you know just, it's just yeah. heartbreaking mm-hmm. to, to see that. 
But uh, so if you will tell your child that they're really smart, but they they have trouble. I mean, you're probably already saying that, but yeah. they have trouble believing it because they're not functioning very well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you tell them you're really smart, but your brain is tricking you at the moment. Yeah, we've got to fix that tricky brain. Mm. Then it kind of puts it off on something else. It's not them, right? It's Absolutely, something, something else. So oftentimes mm. that really helps them mm. to mm-hmm. not be so down on themselves. Exactly. And, um, yes. I, know mm-hmm. that's, I, I see that so much, and it's it's really hard as a as a mom to watch right. that for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're telling them the opposite, but they're not believing you. Yes. Um, and and so, yes, moving that to a different sphere, <laughs> really, mm-hmm. and and just we're focusing on the smart you and the the issue that's over there that's plaguing us both. <laughs> right, you right. especially with your learning, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great, great advice. So, Jan, where can I our viewers find you? Um, you have your website. Well, we have. Yes, brainsprints.com is our website, and uh, we actually offer free consultations uh, for families that just um, want to let us know where their child is, where the struggle is, uh, because then we can point you to resources better if Mm -hmm. we know uh, a little bit more about what's going on with the child. So with the free consults, they just fill out uh, a short little uh, questionnaire mm-hmm. so we get uh, a bit of an idea before we talk so we can utilize all the time f- um, for their individual need and yeah. then um, so that's one resource we have and then um, we have a uh, YouTube channel called Brain Coach Tips Yeah, yep. they call me the Brain Coach so we have mm-hmm. Brain Coach Tips so there's lots of things there that they can listen to to help with sensory issues, um, mm-hmm. you know, processing, mm-hmm. understanding dominance, which has to do with where they're storing information, um, right. and just the more about you know if you're interested from this, mm-hmm. finding out more about the neural approach, uh, you can find things there and um, podcast as well. I've done several mm-hmm. talks. Uh, for SPED, so you can uh, look on those resources. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I just love to uh, get the word out about this because it's so life-changing. And Mm -hmm. it just, I I don't know, I guess I've said all this time, uh, I spend my days trying to get people to think differently. (laughs) <laughs> that's a hard thing to do to when people are very set in their ways and yes <laughs> and so programmed well, and, too. and everybody yeah, everybody else has told them this particular thing you know for mm-hmm. instance mm-hmm. dyslexia is for a lifetime you just have to learn to cope and compensate mm-hmm. and what we found is dyslexia is a, a list of symptoms that are caused by something in the brain that's glitching you fix those mm-hmm. glitches and they don't have those dyslexic symptoms anymore. So that, you know, just blows people's mind because mm-hmm. all they've heard <laughs> is right. dyslexia is forever. And mm-hmm. um, it's the other thing we found is it's never too late. I mean, we've had a lady right. that was 40 and uh, she got relief from her dyslexic symptoms. So, wow. Yeah, 
know, I just love this work. Mm-hmm. I guess you. I guess Absolutely. you can't tell that. Yeah, <laughs> but that's so good. I mean, it's it's. I I just love your passion and the work that you do, and just that you just keep sharing and giving. And I, for those of you that don't know, Jan is also the um, vice chair of the Sped Homeschool Board of Directors. Um, so she she pours into this organization as well as as her own, and we appreciate that, Jan, and just all the incredible work that you're doing around the world now. Um, and yes. and so Jan is, um, she said she was up early this morning, <laughs> meeting people across yes. the country or across the the globe. So yes, that's yes. awesome. I've got a group in Uganda that um, I'm training to work with. Uh, their program there and the the kids mm. are just doing really well there's expanding the the wow. words getting around on at the village that that that's the place they want to have their children so it's oh, uh that's cool it's yeah. really wonderful yeah. but they are nine yeah. hours different so <laughs> yes <laughs> absolutely well jen Again, just appreciate all that you do. Thank you for sharing today and um, just the wisdom that you had to share. If you're joining us now, I see we have more viewers now than we did at the beginning. Um, definitely go back and rewatch as soon as we we wrap up this video. There's so much good information Dan, Jan shared in this hour and um, don't want you to miss it. So, so pop in for that. Also, for those of you that... Um, have been watching for a long time. We just appreciate you being part of our community and, um, and joining us every week for these conversations. So um, I'm going to wrap it up. But Empowering Homeschool Conversations was provided by SPED Homeschool. You can go to spedhomeschool.com to get resources and support for teaching your unique learner at home, um, including Jan's website is listed on there too. Um, but to help us fund our nonprofit outreach to families, home educating diverse learners, please click on the donate button to give a one-time donation or to become a monthly supporter. Um, so take care, everybody, and God bless. And we'll see you back here next week. Until then, bye, everybody. Goodbye. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. This has been Empowering Homeschool Conversations with Peggy Ployer. Hello, my name's Rachel Carmen, and I want to invite you to come over and listen to my podcast. It's called Real Refreshment. For years and years as a young mother, I chased after the wind, thinking that the world could offer me the refreshment I longed for. But it was only when I discovered it in the person of Jesus Christ that I really found refreshment. Come on over and join me as we dig into Bible study. I'll see you there.